Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. So, how are you? How are things? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, doing these, these things on Thursdays mean that I'm always just coming off of a day of doing ghost boyfriend stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm always in a good mood when that happens. Like, yeah, so you have a lot going on. I would say it's you and Jill Markowitz are really doing great things during the quarantine. Jill's doing all her stuff, and you have now uh, mascots. The uh, plugging your shit is going off. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Talk about that. Let's talk about that briefly before we kick it into the show. Because so this I've is been doing a sixty-four person mascot bracket where sixteen people from every major sports league are represented, and we are working it down to a best ever mascot or best current mascot. Is it, ever. is it per league or do, will they eventually combine together? They will eventually go against each other. Oh, wow. It, it was, I randomly decided what leagues were what. I just did like a number generator. And okay. that's how they, they ended up deciding who faces who. But right now they're still just facing their own leagues. Okay, but the, I think the important thing to say here is that the mascots are now promoting themselves like you oh, yeah, are aggregating are, rivalries are getting involved and it is awesome like i watched jazz bear today he went from like he had like two or three votes and he was losing to hugo the hornets mascot and now jazz bear has 242 votes because he shared it out himself wow yeah holy shit because it's funny because i voted for the hornet <laughs> I mean, Jazz I Bear's for, cool looking, but Hornet's rad looking, dude. Yeah, I voted for Jazz Bear because Jazz Bear is a straight up punk, and I love it. There, there's multiple videos of Jazz Bear online just beating up fans and like doing. Oh, that is punk rock. Like legit things to them, not not just like GG Allen. He's the GG Allen of mascots, and I love that. You know, kinda. <laughs> there, there was a video <laughs> where he started spraying silly string on a Rockets fan just because he was wearing a Rockets jersey in a Utah stadium. And the guy got pissed, and when Jazz Bear was walking away, he dumped his beard down the back of Jazz Bear. And then later in the game, Jazz Bear retaliated by throwing a bucket of, I don't think, water on the dude. <laughs> I like how the retaliation was like also met in a costume. Like, yeah. There's the famous video of Mr. Met flipping off the one guy. Oh, yeah. But I feel like that's simple. And I feel like they explained that away where they were like, oh, he didn't do that. It was just a mishap, but like, a, like a costume oh. mishap. <laughs> yeah, he straight but, up flipped that dude off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I remember on the news being like, oh, he didn't flip him off. It was a weird accident. Like, like they Janet Jackson like, titty to explain arm. it away. Like, <laughs> he he did that arm cross where you like you almost yeah. get from like '90s movies where they're like, this means I really mean it. I really, I'm I'm adding force to it. I'm flexing and flipping you off. Yeah, he did, he did one of those. He definitely did it on purpose. Uh, that's another video. But now we have Jazz Bear just straight up dumping piss on people. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, another video of Jazz Bear where he sits down behind a Cavaliers fan in the stadium with just a sign that says, I'm a loser, with a, like a big sign that just points to the fan that says, I'm a loser. And the dude gets pissed off. And it like starts an actual fight that has to be separated. And eventually, 
because they had to take him down the steps to get him over to the exit. Jazzbear goes to center court to kind of separate himself, and the guy comes running at Jazzbear, and Jazzbear looks like he's going to do nothing, and then he just turns, plants his feet, and decks the guy. Just like <laughs> gives him a shoulder and knocks him out. Are, do you think some of this stuff is planned? Is it like the WWE, or is it, is it, is it legit? Like, is it their people fighting mascots? Because it's a mascot. I, it's a furry creature. I, I think a lot of it is planned, and I, I think most of those things you probably couldn't get away with if it wasn't like, hey, you're about to be part of something. Do you mind? Mm-hmm. But I mean, the guy starting the actual fight, I don't think was planned. Because fans are never allowed to run onto the court. That's so, fair. As, as soon as the guy it's runs just like, onto the court, all bets are off. I like I've seen like the highlight reel of Benny the Bull doing stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And I feel like some of that stuff doesn't seem. But wasn't it the fanatic too that uh, like tried to get a girl to flash the crowd while doing like the hokey pokey or something? Yeah, there's a handful of. Uh, uncomfortable fanatic stories out there but this yeah. is a new fanatic now <laughs> this is a new fanatic he's a whole new fanatic <laughs> I, I was reading because I, I think the fanatic got in trouble for this too and like the sort of silly trouble not actual trouble when he hit somebody in the face with a hot dog but apparently oh yeah i remember that that was recently right that was like right before the, yeah last year the year year two yeah uh, in Kansas City in, I'll say, like 2006 or seven, their mascot, which is mascot is Slugger. It's a lion whose head is shaped like a crown. It's kind of <laughs> off-putting, but he's Slugger with three R's at the end. He was sued. <sighs> yeah. He was sued for hitting somebody in the face with a hot dog. And it went to court. And the judge ruled that, like, there's a baseball rule. Was it something that already existed? That if you are injured in the crowd and, and it's part of, like, the course of play, you can't sue? But then <laughs> they appealed and were like, throwing hot dogs into the stands is not part of baseball. So apparently he got appealed <laughs> on the grounds of, like, no, that's not sports-related at all. <laughs> oh, that's just hijinks. But people um, have you ever heard of uh, Have you ever heard of Cyril the Swan? No. Look, Cyril the Swan. There's a podcast about it, or uh, uh, there's an episode of a podcast about him. Um, he is a, uh, I believe, a soccer mascot for um, Swansea. I want to say in England. Okay. Uh, Adam. Yeah, he has a colored history of of just like debauchery he also has an insane costume yes zero this one does not look great it looks like his neck was broken (laughs) um the the podcast that did it uh they did like a 10-part series of the dollop but for uk uh uk stories because obviously they don't always go to europe so they wanted to do like uh uk stories of the dollop and it was like a separate series and they had little animations and little um artistic drawings for each episode and that one is like him holding the severed head of another mascot because that happened at a game just listen to that episode or just look into the history of it it's great just the like 
the second result after just his name is podcast. Yeah. So, no, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'll, I'll find that. And uh, who else is fantastic is our guest for this episode. Yeah. Our We're first, never not going to suck at these. <laughs> our first two-time guest, despite the fact that people will never hear the first one. Yeah. So this one is a weird little story. Um, we talked about it briefly in the episode, but we had our guest, Alex Yang, who is an amazing comedian, um, helps run a couple shows around Philly, and is just an all-around great guy. He's like one of my first friends in comedy when I started in Philadelphia. Uh, just a sweet boy, a sweet boy. We had him on the podcast probably, what, back in February? Yeah, he was one of the first ones we recorded. Yeah. Like, uh, well, it was probably out a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it should have come out. What happened was we had switched up where we record that day at my apartment, and Alex is severely allergic to cats, and my roommates have two cats. Uh, so throughout the episode, and also like he had gone to a happy hour after work where he wasn't drunk. He was just, you know, after a beer after work, you're tired. You want to go home. Yeah, you want to watch like some junk on TV. The unwind. Yeah. Yeah. So he was out of it and slowly but surely not being able to breathe. Like it was a whole series of yeah. different situations where as soon as uh, the quarantine happened, it was on our top list. It was like, I think it's just better that we redo this episode. Yeah. We, we, we were up against it of like, do we put out the Alex episode or do we start recording these remotely? Yeah. And I'm glad we did it remotely. And I'm glad we got through like the back catalog that we had. Yeah. Um, but boy, like I, 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 I want, maybe we'll release that episode one day as like a bonus thing. Yeah, like, I'm if kidding. Alex dies of coronavirus, we'll release the unreleased episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I still have it saved. So, like, it's Perfect. unedited. I haven't touched it. It'll be the same episode you hear today. I think nothing changed from our choices of, uh, of what we talk about. But um, you can hear Alex slowly but surely dying, um, yeah. both on and our, off mic. Uh, our community guest league season. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I felt, I felt bad. It got to a point where, like, he asked when we were going to release the episode and I straight up had to tell him we have to do it again. It's nothing against you. It was my fault. (laughs) You did your best. (laughs) And he did his best this time too. He actually, yeah, he did great. Super, super nice. He's a very insightful person. So he is great. Uh, I love Alex. He's a sweet boy. But uh, yeah, without further conversation, let's uh, throw it to the episode. This is Alex Yang. Alex, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys uh, faring during this whole thing? We're, I mean, I'm fine. Damn. Yeah, not terrible. Like, I'm, I'm back to work a little bit, so some normal schedule is setting back in. So, you know, not terrible. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'm just, you know, still held up in the South for another month or so. So, when did you, uh, when did you move down there? Out of curiosity. I, um, they, I took off like three days of work, and then when they said no one's allowed to show up to work, I drove down that day. So I think that was the 16th uh, of March. So it's been, it's been like a month and a half at this point. Wow. Yeah. Month and like, month and a week, month and two weeks, something like that. Yeah, no, my, uh, my roommate came in and she was like, 
she was like, oh, happy fifth week of quarantine. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it, it does what are you talking about? It's been a week. I've just been drowning myself in white cloth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel uh, like bad anymore, but the open-endedness of it still kind of mm-hmm. has that effect of like, uh-oh, what is this? Mm. Yeah. I think Chris Esperance had the great quote where he was like, we asked him like, what are you, what is most concerning to you about the current situation of the world? And he was like, my current, like, then I'm worried about the most is how easily I've acclimated to everything and how easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're all very lazy. We all just kind of fell into what we wanted. Yeah. If I was somehow making money through all this, this would be exactly the life I wanted to lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. It's crazy. It's really windy out here in Philly too, so I don't even want to be outside. Oh yeah, it's... we were trying to shoot a, a ghost boyfriend yesterday, and our windows are all very old. So on a crazy windy night like that, it just like clatters the windows the whole time. So mm. it's to, like shoot around gusts of wind. Yeah, See, those we... have been great, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, it was we're supposed to get like gnarly weather tomorrow, but for the past like three days, it's been like seventy. So, coming to the south wasn't a terrible idea. Nice. Isolating and, in, in, you know. We had the severe weather warning yesterday, but. Mm. Yeah. No, vacationing in like a Patagonia ad has not been the worst. <laughs> Chris Esperance, I invited him down. He didn't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> Said something yeah, on like the Fergie thing. I don't remember it. Uh, but anyway, Alex, this is a fun situation because uh, you've done this before, <laughs> and you you really know how to catch me in the best situations. I really do. That's what I want from you. Yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least this time around, I won't be distracted by giant birds on the screen behind you. That's yes, true. That's yeah. true. So a little pretext uh, for our listeners: uh, we recorded a episode before all this happened with Alex. But we decided to try a different spot to record it because we usually record at Dan's house uh, and we recorded it at my house in Philly and we're met with numerous issues, one of which being my roommates have two cats and Alex is severely allergic. So as the podcast went on, you could hear him getting more and more fucked up. (laughs) He was fading. Yeah. By the end of it, it would be like, so how do you feel about that, Alex? <laughs> it's like involuntary like like gross noises coming out of oh yeah and then my roommates came home from a night of drinking so we had to like pause recording for a while yeah we lost because they were just momentum. like yeah there was no momentum by the end of it so we figured it'd be better now that we have zoom figured out to have uh senor alex yang back been watching too much community than your C. <laughs> no, it was a Luego. I've been learning Spanish uh, and Duolingo, and I don't feel like I've learned a word, and I'm 138 days into it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my favorite community bit is. Dan, have you watched Community? Yeah, the whole thing. Okay. My favorite bit that they ever did was they're in the library, and I forget who says what. Oh, uh, Jeff says something, and you see Abed nod, and he takes a key out, and he 
puts a little notch in the table and it says <laughs> classic wingers. <laughs> and then someone mentions uh, Jeff Winger's abs and Jeff laughs and he goes, <laughs> and it cuts to him and it says notch reference or ab references. And he makes a little tally mark on that. <laughs> and then later, right before it cuts to the intro, you see um, Troy laugh and then it cuts back and he makes a little notch and just says notches next to it. <laughs> and it's I my love- favorite visual bit. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, in this all all this time I've been like binge watching like all community. I like watched five seasons, the first five, and then mm-hmm. I just kind of stopped watching the six. But now I'm just going through it, and it is truly upsetting how much the season misses like Donald Glover, Chevy Chase, oh, yeah. all those people. It's I, even I, reflected I in like. Yeah, it's even reflected in like the opening sequence when they do like the theme song and everything, and mm-hmm. that fortune teller thing is missing all the names. So they oh, just yeah, yeah. but just pictures of like flamingos and stuff. It's yeah, insane. I like I like Padgett Brewster, and I thought she did fine on the show. Padgett Brewster's but, great, but like, yeah, was it thought, a good enough addition? I guess or a big enough addition. It was just it, at a place like the fans wanted it because of the six seasons in a movie yeah. thing. Like they wanted that. We're still waiting on the movie, but we got six seasons. Um, and they just, they wound up, I think because of how community relied on their fans for so long, uh, they wound up uh, kind of forcing something that maybe shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like, and unless it was going to happen right, they, like you know worked it out with a streaming service with yahoo yeah i, I remember who did the sixth season yeah uh, what a bumblefuck uh, out of nowhere streaming service yeah, yeah right like decent numbers for yahoo but just the process of putting a show of that scale on bankrupt yahoo video or whatever yeah. mm. they paid like two billion dollars for the rice community yeah jesus it's nuts way to go yahoo Hope you like working for Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know if that's true, but I feel like that's where it's going. <laughs> the world is like heading towards. Yeah. I'm telling you, the, the nightmare that I have where it's two warring factions of dystopian warriors and one are like the warriors from uh, from like uh, Mad Max and they just have, instead of like the silver spray paint around their mouth, they just have big Amazon logos across their faces. <laughs> and then the dueling side of that are more heavily armored uh, dystopian people with the helmets, but they have Mickey Mouse ears. And it's just Amazon versus Disney. And that's the final war that ends humanity. Where's wow. Facebook in that lineup? That what? sounds like a... Go ahead, Alex. Oh, where's Facebook in that scenario? Facebook group? is owned by Amazon at this point. Yeah, they got swept up into one of them. <laughs> yeah. No ball. That's the thing. Everything just kind of gets rolled up and rolled up until it's just these two giant warring factions, the Montagues and Capulets, but neither of them win. <laughs> but they all die. <laughs> but they all die. And you have so, to f- figure out who you want to fight for, you know? George, that sounds like that might make you feel panicked. Good segue. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you want me to start with the panicked one? Yeah, is there something else that might make you feel panicked? <laughs> uh, we are fucking professionals. Um, <laughs> it was. It would have been great if I could keep a straight face. Yeah, right? No one could see it. We could have just played it off. <laughs> I have a feeling Danny goes back. I'm going to be honest. I, I'll check 
uh, episode to make sure it's uploaded right, but I don't listen through the whole thing. So I'm pretty sure like Danny will find something that he doesn't like and just re-record one line and place it in. There's there's stuff I've said just awkwardly that I've cut out. Was it wasn't upsetting or offensive? I was just like, eh. I don't need that. <laughs> so I, if I remember correctly, the first uh, we we had a lovely story which I was ridiculed for. What the thing that like made me feel the most panicked um, was going to like my first real punk show, uh, which brought back some lovely memories. We mentioned uh, my boy Jason Mayloff, who uh, we are still trying to track down. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode with Joe Markowitz, um, there's this kid, he gave me a bunch of cool punk CDs because um, I was interested in punk rock because I liked Green Day. And he was like, oh, let me show you like way more music. And it was this big, huge moment for me as as someone that loves music. Um, and he had a band called Frank is My Co-Pilot, which is the one of the best band names still to this day, in my honest opinion. Um, and uh, he was like, yo, come out to this show. And me and all my little shit punk friends came and immediately we were terrified uh, because we walked in, a guy ran in behind us, leaped on top of Jason, tackled him to the ground and then proceeded to just dry hump him. And everyone started laughing and Jason was just like, is anyone going to help me? (laughs) On the ground, just anybody going to stop this? No one's going to stop this. and to this day, like, I knew, like, okay, it's panic mode now. Like, anything can happen at this show from this point forward. Uh, and it, I think it came to a head where a hardcore band got up on stage beforehand. Or, uh, like, probably they were middling or something. And they were like, hey, our singer didn't show up, so we're just going to try this. And they set up their, I think, their bassist. He didn't face the audience. He was facing the drummer with okay. the microphone set up next to the drummer. And uh, faced the thing and just started yelling um, into a microphone. And that was immediately when I knew that, like, oh, I am yeah. not in a good space. <laughs> like, I am terrified. I need to get the fuck out of this area. <laughs> it's almost like this concert wasn't designed with a teenager in mind. Oh, no, it was, because that's all youth culture. Like, punk is run by teenagers. Like, it was invented by teenagers. I was, so there's this podcast that I listen to a lot. Um, where uh, they go through the history of punk rock and they just did like a little side episode of the story of Sid and Nancy. Alex, do you know anything about that? No. Uh, So there is a bassist in the band, the Sex Pistols. Uh, His name was Sid Vicious. You might know him from an open micer that comes around and uses his name around Philadelphia. Uh, But his name is Sid Vicious or was Sid Vicious. Uh, He got a girlfriend about halfway through his career the sex pistols had already broken up because they only put out one album and then they showed up to a show and said you ever get the feeling that you've been cheated and walked off stage and never played another show again uh until like 1993 or something for like a reunion gig never so sid yeah uh so sid wound up um meeting this girl named nancy spongin which is a disgusting name um <laughs> perfect <laughs> and they decided to do a bunch of heroin together and live in the Chelsea Hotel, which is a big hotel in New York, which is like the, there wasn't a ton of heroin there, but in New York in the 1970s, heroin was so much easier to get. So for two junkies, it was like the ideal spot. And I'm listening to this whole story about them because I've always known 
like you hear the thing you watch the movie there's a movie that they made about it um and uh one night nancy spungen turns up dead and to this day no one knows if uh sid killed her or if she died of an overdose but she had like a stab wound in her stomach um and uh she uh like two months later sid died so he was never tried for her murder at all so no one knows what exactly happened it's a big mystery uh that all happened when they were children they were punk gods and i think sid was 21 and nancy was 20 or 19 years old wow if you put it in that context of how old they were yeah like the whole punk crew were in their 20s when that happened and all their fan base was probably 15, 16, 17 for the most part. Yeah. Like I I've seen Sid and Nancy and I think I always just assumed that they were older. I think just cause Gary Oldman and what's her face are playing them in the movie. <laughs> I have but no idea who what's her face is. <laughs> what's her face who she just yells at the entire movie. Alex, I thoroughly recommend watching it because if you want to spend like an hour and a half listening to a woman go sad, Sid, stop! Yeah. For an extra long amount of time. It, it may not be uh, panic-inducing, but it's definitely going to be anxiety-inducing just to hear that over and over. Oh my god! It is a very yeah. Uh, yeah. I think people I like remember, it. It's a cult classic. Oh yeah. I remember from last, first of all, uh, that's I do remember hearing about this story, but. The last time we had this recording, I kind of revealed that I have an embarrassing tendency to kind of understand major references of pop culture based off very weird, obscure avenues, if that makes sense, like not traditional. Yeah. Sure. So okay. I What's your know of... <laughs> Wait, what? You're, are you talking about a Sex Pistols reference? Yeah, so I only know about the Sid Vicious uh, Nancy situations from a Simpsons episode about, uh, <laughs> about an anthology of love. And it was just like, it followed oh. the Simpsons and everything yeah. like that. And Nelson Muntz was Sid Vicious and then Lisa, and they just get addicted to chocolate. And then, I don't know, does it end, <laughs> does it end with them holding hands uh, at a karaoke bar trying to... Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. Find that episode number. I want to watch that. It's amazing. It's incredible. You know what's also uh, funny about that episode? Is, uh, I only remember the song from it. I'm not sure if I ever actually saw the whole thing. I just remember that there was a song. Uh, I don't remember either, but you know what the craziest part is? Is I most recently watched that episode on Disney+. Plus, and in that <laughs> same episode, in the same episode, there's like a Lady in the Tramp uh, parody in there. And in the episode, they kill Goofy in a guest chamber. (laughs) Really weird. And then he comes out of the guest chamber alive, and he's like, you know what? That sucks, but it sure beats working for Disney. And I was like, wow. (laughs) I really thought Disney would censor something like that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Simpsons is going to make you a ton of money. There's a handful of shots they took at Disney that I think they knew better than to pull. Yeah. But was, hey, what sucks too is I feel like my parents, my uh, my dad, and my stepmom, uh, specifically went to go to Universal to go to like the Simpsons Land, and then like uh, yeah. Yeah. four weeks later, Disney bought the Simpsons. So what I was asking was like, do you think they just like pry up all the little like 
mannequins that are set up around Simpsons World and just move them a couple yeah, miles away. In Disney World. Yeah. I just want to see that truck delivery of like, okay, we've moved all of uh, Springfield over here for you. <laughs> Treat them well. <laughs> yeah, to this day, my dad's phone background is uh, a picture of him next to Mayor Quimby. Because he was a big... No, was it Mayor Quimby? No, 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 no. It's um the uh, the police captain. The, the um, police chief. Wiggum. 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 I was going to say, Mayor Quimby is a very minor character. For yeah, you but Mayor Quimby has my favorite line in all of Simpsons. Uh, it's uh, when he's in, he's, he's doing some sort of press conference, and he goes, I have no idea where any of the tax money has gone. Uh, I mean, it's probably gone to infrastructure. It's gone to everything. I don't know what exactly is happening to it. And someone opens up a door and it's just this beautiful in-ground pool with models and fountains. <laughs> and he busts through the door and goes, oh my God, we found the lost city of Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right. So Alex, what's something that makes you feel panicked? Uh, one thing that really makes me feel panicked is, and this uh, I guess it's kind of going in theme with what's going on in the current world. I am a major uh, hypochondriac, uh, which, yeah, one thing that makes me really feel panicked is uh, looking up symptoms for stuff. Because as soon as I look up symptoms for stuff, I instantly draw, like, I, I start feeling them immediately. And I just, mm. like, can only, like, fixate on exactly what... It, it couldn't be more 180 from George's example of a punk rock. <laughs> no, I, are you like, apartment, what? Are you WebMDing it, or are you just like Googling? I, I feel this way. I used to web. I used to Google it, which would lead me directly to WebMD. But now I am firmly like I kind of know better in that. Like, all right, I am not going to Google this, or else I'm going to spend a, a week spiraling out of control spiraling completely mm. out of control like i like i remember like a couple of years ago i looked up uh like i was like oh there's two bumps on my arm and i googled it and they were like you definitely have bed bugs and i was like oh my god i oh. remember this i was like i remember this because we were we had like me and alex had like a little gang when we first started doing stand up in philly i remember that uh, gang yeah you were yeah. vicious we were uh, we had leather jackets made with like our whole gang logo. Uh, we spent a lot of money on our logo and switchblades. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I distinctly remember Alex like losing his mind for three or four weeks, going like, "I have bed bugs." Just I know I have bed bugs. I'm just like freaking out in a corner at here's, like Ortlieb's. <laughs> yeah, here's here's the thing, and shocker, might I say. I didn't have bed bugs, <laughs> but I was so panicked and I was so frantic that I moved out of my apartment. Wow. Yeah. I know. And it's just a type of situation where it's like, I refuse after that specific experience, I refuse to Google any symptoms because if I do, I'm going to spiral out of control. It's just one of those situations. Like that's, a, that's what, like, what really pissed me off about the coronavirus was that the symptoms for it are like sore throat, headache, and like mild nausea. And I'm like, yeah. anytime you're hungover, you have coronavirus. Yeah, right? Yeah. They, they made a virus that forces us all to drink that would exhibit symptoms. 
that's literally everything I feel at the beginning of spring when my allergies set in. Like, yeah, right. Also, side note, the fact that they say never touch your face right as allergy season happens is a cruel oh, twist yeah. that no yeah, one's right. thought. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've never been I, aware of my face as when they said not to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember, um, like, I... Had, like I twisted my uh my wrist or something like that or it wasn't like anything I did physically but like after a little while like my wrist started hurting and people were just like well why don't you just google the symptoms and I'm like if I google the symptoms I'm gonna end up chopping my arm off like it's like literally like <laughs> so how long do you think it's been since you actually did it like googled something cut my arm off uh good question uh, <laughs> I, fantastic yeah, over, you over. know how many years it was until he cut his arm off because when he did we counted the rings the rings in his yeah. arm wow uh, I, I took dad joke 101 too right George? <laughs> i didn't this is just who i am <laughs> you're the you're the what's it prodigy you're a child prodigy of dad joke. i am a pro- child prodigy of a dad joke you were born with a son uh anyway uh, <laughs> i think i am and this is like the weird way to put it, but I think I'm like a year WebMD free, and I'm proud to say it. He's a year sober to, of WebMD. I don't mean to say it like, oh yeah, I'm a year sober, but it does sound like that for real. But I honestly like it wrecked like a half a year of my life just yeah. like now. So I remember That's, you like being like visibly shaken. Yeah, cat, like I would almost say catatonic, where I was yeah. like. In, it was it was uh, gnarly, Dan. You yeah, it's like think about it this way: like how you are at boat, Mike. He was for six months. Yeah, because of bed bugs. I mean, because, because there of... the possibility of there maybe being bed bugs. Wow. Imagine like imagine trying to go to sleep and the whole time thinking just like I'm about to be bitten. I'm about to be bitten. I'm about to be bitten. And here's the thing: another thing that I think will incite panic and in a lot of like your listeners or anyone listening. It's just the mention of bed bugs. It's just like oh the yeah. Men- it's I, I just it in my bedroom I, now. Like there better not be fucking bed bugs. I can't even. I like, know they're yeah. not. I'm sorry for <laughs> you listeners. Just so you all know, none of you have bed bugs. Hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, just don't overthink it. I have a tendency to obsess over things, so that's why that <laughs> that's what makes me panic. That's fair. I think that's a fair one. Yeah. <laughs> and as someone that experienced it firsthand. Yeah, that's a realistic one. That is, yeah. oof. That's a that's a lose lose situation. <laughs> a lot of resources trying to investigate everything. All right, Dan. What about you? What uh, what makes you, uh, verklempt, if I might say so? All right. So, since I can't say boats because I feel like it comes up all the time, <laughs> boats and the boats make me panicky. Um. A pretty weird specific example is the song Human by the Killers. Oh, I remember you talking about this. Yeah, I remember that too. I do not know why. It actually a couple of times since we recorded this the first time, I've heard it and I'm like, ah, I joked about it. I should I gotta put it in a whole new context. And it still like gave me that like rising heartbeat and like cold sweat panicky thing. Weird. It's so weird. I think on the last episode we talked about how I want you to listen to my friend's cover of this because the uh, a friend of mine uh, uh, play in this band called uh, Still Hungry 
they're great. They're from like the red, uh, the uh, Asbury Park area of Jersey, and they're one of the greatest, like very cool, vibey bands I've heard in a while. Um, but live, they do this like very cool, ambient, quick cover. It's like I don't know, thirty second cover of uh, maybe minute cover of that song, and I want to see if it's different I'll, through that. I'll give it a shot. I also really want to see the Killers live. So it's one of those. Oh, really, like, yeah, Alex, it's like one of the few concerts you've been to as a killer, and you love them, dude. Yeah, I. Sorry, I don't mean to derail your com- uh, your story, Dan. But it's I, fine. Like, we don't. We are the guests, so. No, <laughs> recommend seeing the Killers live. That uh, Brandon Flowers is one of the best like frontmen. Yeah, I will say I have sort of seen them, but I had to leave early. Mm-hmm. So like that's why they're they're on my list they wouldn't have been on my list had i not seen them but they were closing out a festival that i got tickets for free so i was like yeah whatever i'll go see the killers uh it was the stooges were playing right before them so yeah i saw a full, I love the stooges yeah i saw a full iggy and the stooges set and i was like i'm good and then the killers were on and i had like probably like half hour 20 minutes to, before i had to leave so i was like i'll stick around and catch some of it and they were so good I was like, God damn it. I hate that I have other plans. Mm, yeah. I had to stick with the other plans because those were also tickets that I had paid for. Mm. So I was like, oh, I've got to go. But like, since then, I've been like, I need to see what a full show is. But that was mm. before this song came out. So now I'm, I have to deal with, they will play this song when I see them. Yeah. So wait, how, how see, this is what confuses me. Because casual i'm a casual killers listener if they're on the radio i'll leave them on if it's a song i don't mind um i really i'm not a huge fan of like the man that new song oh, i, I love man. The man. heard it but I I love the people man. who i didn't expect to like it were really excited about it really yeah I, I couldn't get into it but like i remember being a kid and uh you know um that one video where they're in the desert plays uh I forget. It's like their first right? big video. Yeah, the first one. I think it's Hot Fuzz. Man? Oh no, Hot Fuzz. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, someone told somebody told me. That's it. That one. <laughs> I remember that video, and then I remember the videos leading up after that. But I feel like I just didn't pay enough attention, so I don't know how many albums the Killers have. And then I recently looked, and I was like, oh, like all those videos that I remember were not just on Hot Fuzz. Oh yeah. And then. Yeah moved to that album where it was like the next album I remember them doing is the one with all their faces on the cover. And apparently there was like two or three other albums in between that. You, you know, know what? I don't know what Sorry. That you're talking about. But I, we'll do a whole breakdown. <laughs> Alex, go ahead. Dude, I just remembered cuz like I remember bringing this up last time because uh then your thing reminded me why I got into the Killers and it's another it's the most obscure reason why I got into it is because I was a fan of the TV show Survivor and oh, of yeah. and of the current season that was happening at the time, there was a guy, just an old Asian dude named Yao Man. And I was like, I need to watch more Yao Man videos. So I went to YouTube and some guy or some person put up a, a montage of Yao Man clips that of him crushing it. And to, and in the background of that montage was Mr. Brightside by the Killers. And I was like, I like this song a lot. I might give it a shot. 
And that's how I got into the killers through <laughs> an obscure reality TV show starring a middle, like a, a elderly Asian man. I you got it. Totally forgot about that, but I did go and watch it after we talked about it before. Did you do that? <laughs> I, I a lot of it, but I did go watch the video. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, great. The clip of them throwing a spear and it's mesmerizing. Yeah. I would love to know more about uh, why that's like, why that one song in particular makes, causes you panic. I would also. <laughs> it, it's very weird. I, I think. It was around a time where I was just a very panicky person in general. Like it came out, it was the the first single off of their whatever album that came out in 2008. I'm going to look it up real quick. That one was called, hold on, I looked this up because I want to see how many albums were in between it. I have it if you uh, have it. <laughs> the Killers. It's, it's called Day and Age. <laughs> God damn it. No, because there's Day and Age and then Sawdust, which is something. What is Sawdust? They, I don't honestly, know. I thought Stardust was a little over, like, it was, it was missable. Yeah. Sawdust? I don't, is there any hits on this? What even is Sawdust? I don't, I don't know it. Oh, it was a it's compilation. Got, oh, is it a, is it a comp? I have them up on a, whatever here, yeah. On Spoots? On the Spooty Dudes? No, on uh, Wikipedia. Uh, oh, yeah, it looks like a bunch of, like, Alternative recordings and live recordings and stuff. Okay. So, yeah, Sawdust. Let's miss it. So, it really is just Hot Fuss, Sam's Town, and then... I knew Hot Fuss, Sam's Town, and Day and Age, and then I kind of yeah. checked out. I loved Sam's Town. I thought album, that album was great. I'm going to have to listen to this. Wait, they're, I have to give the killers a shot. Yeah, they're one of those bands where I don't know why I ever stopped listening to them, but they now have... I think three albums that I've just never heard. Yeah. yeah. They're definitely a band that like when they perform a concert, they know what the big hits are, you know? Oh they yeah. Know. I can't imagine them playing like deep cuts. It's like, hold on. While I'm here, it's live, live from the Albert Royal Albert hall, 2009. So it was before Battleborn and wonderful, wonderful came out. Uh, and it is, it opens with human. It, oh, cool. Maybe I can just be late to the show and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody told me is like the third track, which surprises me, but I know that's not like their super hit. What are they, what um, are they close with? Is it all the things I've the, done? Uh, no, they close with when we were... When you were oh, when, I always forget about that song. That song was huge. <laughs> yeah. But the last... You know what I think it is? It's they close with Mr. Brightside and then these last three songs are encore. Gotcha. Because it's, it's track 14 is Mr. Brightside, and then it's all these things that I've done, Jenny was a friend of mine, and then When You Were Young. And those are all songs that are like encore songs. People wait around to hear those. I yeah. always thought... Yo, set, list, set list craft is so interesting to me. Yeah. I, I could like play with that stuff all day. And I love when you see like a band will like change it. Mm -hmm. Like you'll, you'll track a tour and be like, I'm going to put this here and this here, and then they'll just like fully revamp the same songs and be like, what made you make that choice? Like, was it, yeah, just right. not, was it not working? I remember being so upset, and this proves how terrible my taste in music is, but being so upset knowing that Warp Tour only gave bands like half hour to sometimes 45 minutes to oh, play yeah. a show and break down. Yeah. And 
I was a huge, everyone knows that I'm a huge advocate of ska music and I love ska and I will defend ska to the day I die. Um, and uh, I went to go see Real Big Fish. They're my favorite band and they opened with Sellout. And I was like, well, what the fuck else are you gonna play? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't come out on stage and go, ba 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 da da ba da 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 like, the show's over. You've done it. <laughs> All your yeah, casual fans, they don't care anymore. They can leave. They can go see the Pink Spiders now. And That reminds me of a story. I one time, So I was in a fraternity in college. And Humble one brag, time, whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever. That's why I'm crushing <laughs> the white claws right now. So <laughs> I, uh, one time we had like a social in like in our house and I was playing music. I was in charge of music and I played uh Teach me how to Dougie. And this one of the brothers came up to me and he was so pissed. He was like, You're playing this song too early, man. It's just it's 1030. You gotta play that song at 1 a.m. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my god. Like wow. Like, I'm sorry. I'm I like, like I think one of my favorite DJing moments, it wasn't me, but I was at a college party at in New Paltz, New York, at SUNY New Paltz, because it's where my cousin went, and I went to go visit her. And uh and she went, uh, we went to this house party thing and i've never seen a dj get so excited for the song he's about to play and then as soon as he puts it on just clears the room <laughs> like he was so confident in his choice because he was like okay we're doing some like cool dance mixes are up i think they're ready for it i think they're gonna they're gonna fucking love this and he puts on cousins by uh <laughs> by vampire weekend <laughs> Oh, wow. And just walks the whole basement. <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. That's, that's not even a terrible, like, beat. Like, that, it's not a dance song, but it's not going like, to... I don't know. I feel like the, the, the tempo that everyone was doing, because it was, like, peak bangerang era of <laughs> dance music. Yeah. So, like, it was that tempo. So it fit. Even I was like, this works. But the confidence that he had... And then just watch as everyone was like, ah, what the fuck is this? And then leave was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, going to the college party wants you to break new ground. Mm. Oh, so good. So good. So you think you'll ever listen to Human? <laughs> I mean, I, I still do leave it on when it comes on. <laughs> it's, it's like almost the same as the, the boats experience. Where I'm just like, yeah, well, I'm afraid of boats, but I'm still going to get on boats. Yeah. All right. like every now and then, my friend uh, Lisa Wise, shout out to Lisa, she will send me this video of her singing the song because she <laughs> knows that it does this to me. <laughs> it's a uh, Lisa it's a Wise, fun... I love you. Lisa Wise, send yeah. him stuff immediately. Yeah, Do it a, now. It's a fun bit, but every time I'm like, no, this is a real reaction. <laughs> yeah, it's a real fun <laughs> bit, you know, but. <laughs> Oh, I love it so much. All right, you want to move into the other realm of stuff? Well, yeah, yeah I'll throw it to a commercial first. So uh, it's a commercial now. <laughs> the first time um, I became aware of the Yard Goats is because I follow this account on Twitter that is Minor League Promotions. And it just, it's like, it's legit. It's like run by minor league organizations. And they, just like retweet any team that's doing a promotion and the yard <laughs> guns were giving away a 
goat yoga bobblehead. So it was like <laughs> a player doing like a yoga pose with the goat on top of it, and the goat's head was a bobblehead. I was like, I am in. <laughs> this is the greatest team. <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> that Connecticut's got some fire little uh, little league teams. <laughs> um. So calm. No, first, and we're back. <laughs> we're back. We're back. Well, I hope you enjoyed that ad read. That was quite I hope a break. You enjoyed it. Hey, why don't you buy some of the stuff that we're advertising? Why don't you do that for us? All right. Yeah. Use, buy a free podcast for yourself. Buy use product code feelings at check. Yeah. <laughs> if they ask for it somewhere, it's bound to yeah. work somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you can get one of those cool hats that they're promoting, right? Yes. You guys. <laughs> Yeah, we have hat. We have T-shirts, motherfucker. T-shirts. <laughs> I'd, wear, I'd wear those on hats. Someone get me hats with all the time afraid of boats on it. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be a good hat. <laughs> afraid of human boats. Yeah, human boats. That's a great uh, minor league baseball team. Human boats. Yeah. Human boats. The Horsham human boats. <laughs> have you Yo, fucking write a letter. I mean, that's definitely <laughs> an improvement on hatters. So. <laughs> Uh, so we're back from break. We're going to yeah, talk here. about um, what makes us feel calm. What makes us feel at ease and calm. Dan, I, I, I go to you first. All right. The, the thing that makes me feel calm, and it, I've actually used it a couple times now through the quarantine here because I, I own it and I can just put it on whenever, is Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm. I remember this from our previous conversation, and uh, ever since we since we've had that conversation, I've downloaded TikTok, um, and there are a couple fantastic Mr. Fox uh, audio clips that are used on TikTok. Is it the cuss you, cuss you, whatever? There's a couple cuss you ones, and then there's another one where it's like weirdly wholesome because there's a whole trend in TikTok where you're supposed to like duet it's called duetting so you have like one person do one set of dialogue and the other person do another set of dialogue okay it's like a romantic exchange between uh george clooney and someone else it requires Um, a coordination it does require a coordination what was that dan i think it's meryl streep yeah probably uh but like they kind of dress up pseudo like the characters and have this conversation with each other but yeah, every, every time it comes up, it's like a new trending thing, I guess. Um, I think of you, Dan. Well, that's nice. <laughs> in that's the most romantic thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, <laughs> me and Dan are in love. We're legally married. Yeah. If we in New York, we could be. You, can, you can get married on Zoom in New York now. There you go. Ah. Do you want to do that just to boost the popularity of the podcast? And do I'll ordain it. Be in New York. I mean, you can say I'm away on business, but you love me very much and would like to marry me. <laughs> Imagine a real wedding going down like that. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm working out of town, but uh, can we get this over with? <laughs> Thank you all for joining us today. I mean, he couldn't be here, but I'm glad all of you could. <laughs> this what makes you calm there, Dan? Yes. <laughs> Fantasizing about getting married with no one present. To yeah. me. Specifically to George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so break down. Why, uh, why Fantastic Mr. Fox? I, it has such a just very well-crafted tone to it. 
And it's, it's a stop-motion animation movie, which is always mesmerizing to me. Like, I, I want nothing more than to actually sit down and learn how to do that for real. But, I mean, the patience... It seems time-consuming. I, I mean, pretty much everything I work on requires way more patience than it should, because I'm not good enough at them yet. <laughs> but, Dan, stop! But I mean, that's, it's not even self-deprecating. That's what it is. Is Every time I'll, I'll figure out how something works and then I'll be like, all right, now I'm going to Google and see if there's a faster way to do it. And it'll be like, oh yeah, you click here and here and it would do it for you in like three seconds. And then I would have spent like six hours on it, doing it the long way. Yeah, but sometimes I find the long way is, is better. Like I, every once in a while, we'll do like a funny Photoshop thing. And yeah. I only can do it on my phone. I don't know how to do it on the computer. And I know I have to use eight different apps in order to get the result that I want. Um, but when I get it done, it, it looks pretty good. And I'm okay with it and I'm happy with it. Uh, but because of that, doing it the long way, I find that you know a little calming of just taking the extra time to do it the way that I'm comfortable with and knowing that the result will come out how I manipulated it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing that a lot with the uh, the mascot bracket that I've been doing on uh, yes. Instagram. I'm All so mad things, that Niles isn't on there. I mean, he has to be an active current mascot. Why? Because, I mean, I mean, I didn't make the rankings. I found the rankings. So, it was... All the, all the rankings were within the last three years. I'm so still upset about it. I'm still there's no Niles in the last three years. Niles hasn't been around since 1996, but I still think you should do one. <laughs> very short-lived era of Niles. Ugh. Alex, <laughs> just so you're in the loop about the whole thing. Uh, New York Islanders, my favorite hockey team, had a mascot that was supposed to look like a fisherman. Um, mm -hmm. And the whole thing was rushed so quickly that it became like the biggest stain on the Islanders history. And, uh, they had uh, jerseys that had this like fisherman guy with a with a hockey stick in his hand. He looked really menacing. And then, from what I understand, the Gordon's Fisherman Company sued them for copyright infringement because it looked too similar. And that guy's name was Niles, spelt like New York Isles, but oh N Y. I I love him. I think I think he's great. Also, I don't think he looks. I mean, maybe the logo looks like the the fisherman but i don't think he does oh no he clearly was like picked from like a dummy and then they added like the red beard to him and I mean, we're like okay <laughs> we gotta get this done in three months his head is a goal light <laughs> that's beautiful i love it so much and, and from the article i read about it he was influence the reason why they went to that direction was because billy joel wrote the song yeah. down easter alexa and they were just like oh, i think that's something we should incorporate <laughs> yeah i i found that because I'm, I'm gonna do a a mascot spotlight about him and i found that oh. same article i think it's beautiful I yeah love it so much but anyway george <laughs> anyway, clooney <being> a fox <laughs> fantastic mr fox i i think there, there's always something about stop motion animation that is very calming for me because like that I, knowing the process kind of like i can put myself in that mm -hmm. and that that itself calms me and then i don't know that i've ever seen stop motion that 
isn't paced in like a little bit slower of a way just to kind of manage what they have to do. So I, mm. I think just that alone will slow me down a lot too. I'm really interested in, I want to really, I want to listen to this uh, recording, this podcast when it comes out, because I want to see where and how we got to Niles, the mascot from Fantastic Mr. Fox. I just want to. Well, it was I, all I, me. All this I, podcast I, is, is me interrupting people and talking about the things that I want to talk about. I'm a terrible host. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. really funny that it's, we talked about what you wanted to talk about, but it's mascots, and I've been so ingrained in the mascot world for a week and a half now. <laughs> I have <laughs> mascots following me on Twitter. Or not oh, on yeah. Twitter. You've made Twitter. it. You fucking made it, Dan. I don't know what you're familiar about. I have yeah, interacted man. with Stuff the Magic Dragon on Instagram multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> There's Stuff, a flame war with a mascot. Stuff votes in every single matchup. Oh my god! That's so, amazing. The mascots are seeing it and actually voting for other mascots. Have any of them? Do you like? I imagine they vote for themselves. That that's happened. I've never seen any one of them vote against themselves, and they don't always vote when I see that they've seen it. That's fair. But yeah, if they do vote, they usually vote for themselves. Or in the case of stuff, he just votes in general for all of them. <laughs> where's stuff from again stuff is the orlando magic mascot oh we gotta get season tickets <laughs> yeah two, two time mascot of the year stuff the magic dragon can we get sponsored by the orlando magic i want to get the stuff that... on the podcast that'd be great that'd be great oh i'll be That's stealing the... the chicago bulls mascot bit where he just did an hour-long podcast that is just him and that's it <laughs> and he does not talk. There's no noise. <laughs> he did a video podcast just to confirm that it was actually happening. And it's just him <laughs> sitting there next to a stuffed animal version of himself on a chair. And there is no noise. Wow. It's just an hour of Benny the Bull sitting in an armchair. It's oh, that so, so hard to start coughing. <sighs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> You, you ever you ever hear something so funny that you get coronavirus? Because that's just what happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I watched the whole thing the other day. Like not not actively, but like I didn't want to <laughs> fast forward and like miss like a part where something actually happened. So just while I was reading a book, I just had it on in the background and literally nothing happened the entire hour. <laughs> oh, I love it. And I do love Benny the Bull. Benny the Bull is a good guy. Yeah, he's a a top contender. Jesus, though, is this about Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yeah, Stop. Mr. Fox is a great movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's very calming and de-stressing, and it's also very funny and silly and goofy in all the ways that I like humor to be presented to me in movies. And you don't get it that way very often. Like you get. Like the bro comedy where they're just like, here's a joke, take it. <laughs> but like a movie where they're just like, no, we're just going to have some jokes. They're going to be in the background and you're going to see them. And if you don't, it doesn't hurt the movie. It doesn't help the movie. But, you know, we just got some jokes for you. <laughs> Is that your take on stand-up comedy too? Yeah. 
You, you may not you may not notice that this is funny, but if you do, you're gonna really think it's funny. <laughs> uh, beautiful. Well, thank you, Dan. Alex. Yeah, thank you. Comes, you know Dan. what probably doesn't calm Dan down is having his stories interrupted 17 times like they just were. No, that's fine. It, it reminds me of growing up. I'm totally cool with it. Listen, Dan, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Your time is up. <laughs> Pop loves me more, okay? Uh, anyway. uh, I think something that calms me down a lot is uh, it's weird. It's like like vlogs, but vlogs that serve no purpose at all. Like it's just someone documenting their day almost without like with like no music. Like so like one time like when I was in high school, I was severely anxious about uh, like finals and like midterms and stuff like that. And I found this vlog site that was just like, it's just this guy who makes Let's Play videos and like about video games that he that he plays. Mm-hmm. And he also on the side just uh, documents his life. And his life is just like, hello and welcome to Friday. Uh, today, I, <laughs> me and my wife, you know, we just went to, we're going to go out to eat <laughs> and they go out to eat at like a Denny's and they're just like, we went to Denny's. It was nice. And it's just one of those things. I'm just like, wow, this is how calm I can be. This is like literally a guy just saying like, you know what? I want to go out for a nice night with my wife and we're going to go to a fucking Denny's. It's just like, <laughs> do you find yourself watching those more than the let's play videos? No, I've never watched one of his Let's Play videos. Really? <laughs> no, I, you got in on just the daily update level. I just got in on the daily updates. And Yo, can you get that tutti free fresh and fruity? If he didn't, he's fucking up. <laughs> this guy is literally like the most, he's the most normal dude you'll ever see in your life. Like, I don't know. Just, it, I, so I take you, offense to that. <laughs> yeah. Dan is the most normal dude. I'm the most normal. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that center part. Normal. I can't even control it right now. Viewers, look at the center part. Yes. Make sure everyone... Oh, we'll post the picture on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. I'll make sure to catch it just like this. (laughs) It's just the fact that, like, the world could be, like, collapsing around you. But then you'll, like, watch a video where literally this person's just like, hey... Uh, I'm playing Mario Party today, and just like, you know what, life can be, life is chill. It could be a lot worse, you know. Like it could be like, like I don't know. It puts it puts things into perspective. That's I think. Go ahead, George. I was gonna say like the the Let's Play thing. Um, I think is common for a lot of people because it goes back to the moment of like, yo, do you want to come over and hang out in my basement? I only have one controller so you can watch me play Croc 2. Like, it's it's that level of stuff. So I feel like there is a lot of calming where it's the last time in your life where you were able to just sit and absorb mm-hmm. and also help. Like, you can say, like, oh, you missed a gem back there or something. Like, there yeah. is a way to be a part of it. Let me Let me ask you a question, though, in that same similar situation. If someone invited you over and just, like, hey, you want to play a game, I'll get the normal controller. You get the weird third-party controller. Oh, yeah, all the time. The, oh, yeah. The, all the time. I always had the, I always had the weird controller. The Mad Cats controller? Yeah. <laughs> yeah if, you're, if you're the guest, you don't get the good one. Yeah. So po- possibly the most opposite of calm I've ever thought in my life. <laughs> Just <laughs> everything is new. <laughs> the, 
Punch Jam. This controller's dumb and stupid. I don't want to play anymore. So, do you have <laughs> like days that that guy's experience that you like more than others that like you'll go back to? Uh, yeah. It, it's when he <laughs> it's when he meets up with other Let's Players that are of the same enthusiastic caliber as he is. Really? <laughs> and they all go to like champs together. Do, do you just, also follow them? So is it like worlds no. coming together for you? Or are you just I don't, like, yeah, I don't think you're talking how I've never watched one of their Let's Plays. It's only about if I'm ever stressed out. It's just them talking about one, them going to champs, and then two, just showing what they ordered at champs. Just like, we got steak and you got a burger, which you know, we were talking about it, and uh, I was, like, wondering why you didn't just get a, a steak, but then you were just like, I like bread. And then they laugh about it and was like, this is so dumb. I love it. I'm so calm right now. <laughs> just one of those things. Like that's the type of group that to hear about them makes them sound terribly annoying, but if you were there with them, it would be the funniest joke. No, it's... I would describe, they are possibly, together, they are the most annoying, I, I would not want to hang out, they are the most <laughs> annoying, but the fact that they are very happily and very confidently going to like chain restaurants and happily ordering like french fries, it just makes me very happy. Um, it, it, you know, I think you just miss ever, going so. out to dinner. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> you know, it brings me joy knowing that different, like, different types of people can find friends and comrades who are of the similar. They can find friends no matter like who they are. Yeah, that means there's hope for you eventually. Yeah. Side note, also, uh, through this whole quarantine thing, I've been getting super into coffee, and it's been very exciting to me because I'm, like, I'm working to become one of those douchey snobs who goes into, like, a Dunkin' Donuts and being like, ugh. Like, follow my friends at Dunkin' Donuts and like, ugh, you're going to Dunkin'? You haven't had coffee until you've had real coffee, like a pour over and a hard blah blah blah, blah V sixty or whatever. And, and I have like a man bun. <laughs> my, uh, I hope you get a man bun. God, I hope you get a man bun. George, yes. What what makes you calm? Um, so I talked about this on our last episode, um, and it's been helping a lot lately. Um, I uh, there's this album by a man named John K. Sampson. He is the uh, old lead singer of the band The Weaker Bands. It's sort of his project, but he went from a band called Propagandi to this band called The Weaker Bands to his own solo project. He, uh, he just released a song recently uh, during the quarantine that is used to raise money for local libraries around Canada. He's wow. just like, yeah, he's just like a very um, thoughtful person, like selfless in his music and he came out with this album called winter wheat uh and it is the only piece of music that i've ever found that listening through it the whole time actually i can feel myself like relax i can feel myself my heartbeat lower i can it's an incredible album it's very just i don't know it's hard to explain it's everything sounds really close up to the mic so it is sort of like ASMR-E. Huh. So I've actually been listening to the Weaker Thans a lot through this. Weaker Thans are great. And like, 
there, there is something to his voice that is very kind of relaxing and calming. Yeah. Like even on weaker than songs where they're not particularly like happy or like feel good songs, there is still something kind of relatable and comforting about his voice. Yeah. He's uh he's one of those songwriters that are absolutely just mind blowing at to the lengths that he goes to create songs that will make you feel lack of a better term. Um, but like there's a song off a weaker than's album uh, called Bigfoot exclamation mark. And it's about a guy uh, who every so often has to take news crews out over to this place where he swears he's seen Bigfoot. And it's just this heartbreaking song from the perspective of a man that believes that he has seen Bigfoot and knows that he is a mockery around town because of it. Um, And, you know, most songs are about girls or like being bummed. And this guy created a whole character about this guy that has to every once in a while bring news crews out to where he saw Bigfoot be ridiculed for a day and a half and then, you know, sell a couple t-shirts to tourists. And it's so deeply like just full of emotion that you completely glance over that this is a ridiculous song concept. Like this is something that should not happen, you know? Have you ever heard of the movie Pottersville? I've not. It it really reminds me of that where like it's yeah. the whole like Bigfoot thing and like Oh wait, is Justin Long in that? No, it's a Michael Shannon movie. Okay. I'm trying to look it up to see who else. Oh, Michael Shannon, Judy Greer, Thomas Lennon, Ron Perlman, Christina Hendrickson, Ian McShane. So it's got a lot of big name. That is big names people it's it's like a dark comedy about this guy trying to get away and being mistaken for bigfoot and then like the town being overrun by tourists and (laughs) it's like weirdly emotionally resonant for like a bigfoot dark comedy yeah but i'd I'd recommend it it's not not perfect but i'd recommend it watch it no the thing like he's just such an amazing songwriter john k samson that like like that's a great example of such like a weird song that is heart-wrenching um he has a three-part song series called the virtute series where he's written three different songs uh that are from the perspective of a cat named virtute who uh you would think they'd be sort of like playful and they start that way or the first song starts that way it's called a plea from a cat named virtute and um, it's the lyrics are like, uh, why don't you ever want to play? I'm tired of this piece of string. Uh, you sleep as much as I do now and you don't do much of anything. And it just goes on to be this cat watching this depressed man on the couch every day and him, tr- this cat trying to like build his spirits. And the song ends with the lyric, um, if you don't stop these self-defeating lies you've been repeating uh, since the day you brought me home, I know you're strong. And it's just about this cat witnessing it's de- this guy's depression and and being like, you're better than this. Even I know that, and I'm a house cat you found. Wow. 
yeah and then the second song is um called Virtut explains her departure and it's about how uh something about looking out the window made the cat want to run away and uh, it ends with this big resounding chorus of um i can't remember the sound that you found for me because he's been gone for so long that he doesn't remember the name that the owner gave him um and then on this album winter wheat is the final song in that actually there are technically four songs but one of the songs is written from the perspective of the uh depressed alcoholic man in rehab um and because he mentions a lyric in the song where it's i sang the one about the spring the cat ran away uh and the last song is about the memory of virtute being like i will always be here for you and i will always be around um i think one of the lyrics is like i'll dig in my claws to your brain if you stray uh but it let, let it rest now and be done. You've done well. And it's the, like, by the end of that album, I remember listening through that whole vinyl and getting to that record, that whole record, and getting to that song and just sobbing on my bed. Because yeah. it's like, everyone's at peace and everyone's good. <laughs> yeah, I was getting chills from that. Like... Oh, it's so good. He's such a good songwriter. And that whole album is just done. It sounds like it's made with maybe five instruments. Wow. So it's all very, album? like chill and then like a couple like background like midi stuff or like the xylophones just things to add in flavor to it sometimes they get a little weird there's a whole like spoken word song he's a big fan of spoken word um there's a spoken word song uh called uh, quiz night at looky Loos, where he'll tell a story about how he can read minds and he is it's after the everything is like planes have fallen out of the sky but buses are still around so he like travels from town to town in dystopian canada to do this quiz in bars around uh different rural areas but it's an elaborate test to see if anyone else can read minds like him and if he finds someone, he will give them his test materials and go away because, like, the, the, the curse has been passed. He knows he's not alone. So it's, like, these weirdly heavy things. But at the same time, it's a weird sci-fi movie. At the same time, huh. it's great. It's great. The album has, like, touches of technology in folk music, which shouldn't work but does work. Go listen to it. I, I can't ramble any longer about this. Dude, it's, what was the album called? Thing. Yes. Yes, Al. It's called Winter Week. Okay. Two. One, you said something earlier where you're just like, this makes me calm. I can't explain it. I think that's the theme of calm. <laughs> that's yeah. just it. individual, individual. Calm is something that just sort of happens, huh? Yeah. And two, uh, what you've just described to me, I feel like if I were to listen to these albums uh, under the influence of any certain drug, I feel like I'd have the same reaction that Dan has to human. Uh, <laughs> and I just don't be able to explain it at all. But yeah, that's my com, and I thoroughly recommend that 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 album or just his whole discography. Yeah, um, from the weaker than song. Propagandi awesome. is great, but Propagandi is also like a politically leaning punk band, so it's yeah. not as calming. Yeah, I've never really gotten be. into them because I don't think it's ever been the right time. But they mm. are very good at what they like the style that they make. So like, yeah. It's just they're Canada's of, anti-flag. I feel like yeah, they're they're just heavy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that I believe covers everything. You guys have anything else you want to say? No, I think that's it. I'm gonna go back to my mascot brackets. 
All right. <laughs> Two mascot brackets. Alex, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for putting up with it a second time. Um, yeah, hit me up if you're on Animal Crossing and you want to ex- visit each other's islands. Yeah, we'll make sure to put that in the plugs tomorrow <laughs> when we record them <laughs> to make yeah. sure we, like, you know your island code. Yeah, yeah. 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 Send exactly. us all that stuff and we'll put it in there for you. <laughs> Tom Nook's a bitch. Tom Nook's a bitch. Uh, but anyway, get out of here, Alex. Thank you so much. I appreciate yep. you. Uh, I'll see you soon, okay? All yeah, right. I love you guys. Be safe, all right? Bye, everybody. Stay, you, safe. Stay healthy. Bye. Stay calm and not panicked. What do we got? So I think I sent you both of them already, but since since Jazz Bear, it was he was like almost immediately followed by Stuff the Magic Dragon from Orlando sharing mm-hmm. it out. So both of them. And Stuff has been a supporter of the bracket for a while, Dan. Right? Oh yeah. Stuff Stuff hops in and votes in every single one. So I'm I'm becoming a big Stuff the Magic Dragon fan. He's also incredible. You watch his highlight stuff, he's so much fun. He does like flips off of like 16 foot ladders and shit. Like he's oh, that guy's cool. Yeah, I feel like stuff the, stuff the Magic Dragon because the Orlando Magic is a Disney owned team. They okay? are a Disney owned team, yes. Okay. So I feel like they had like a street performer from Disney uh, fuck up his back or something and was like, listen, we love you, bud. We really need you. Would you like to be the mascot for the Orlando Magic? It's a lot less physically demanding. <laughs> yeah. It somehow probably isn't. That, 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 it probably isn't. You are right. Because he's doing backflips on the stuff. Like, there, there's some, some crazy stuff highlights of just, like, high-flying acrobatics. Wow. That, like, I haven't really seen from, like, it's not like general mascottery, which is a word I'm going to make a thing now. It's it's not that's a t-shirt. That. It's like <laughs> one step above that. And like it's, oh, wait, hold on. Can you do you think you could design a feel feelings t-shirt where it's me and you as mascots? Oh, and I, it just says feel feelings. I one hundred percent could. Let's let's do that. That's it. That's at least a sticker. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get that one going. So you guys can look out for that one. That's uh, <laughs> that's our our new plug. Not not made yet yep. because we recorded this yesterday from when you're hearing it, but we'll do it though. <laughs> It'll be there. I'm, I'm I think that's a brilliant working, idea. So I don't have time to work on that. <laughs> I'm not either, but fuck, I don't got anything to do. I'm about to make a bedroom emo album with my new fancy microphone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, um, but yeah, so that's the show. Um, uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. Make sure you participate in everything Dan's doing because Dan is being way more productive to keeping y'all entertained during the quarantine. Yeah. I wish I was um, putting less work into this mascot bracket, but I also love how much work I'm putting into the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> you let your passions shine through, and, and that's what makes Dan gets Dan gets. Yeah, now's um, the time to hide behind whatever pretenses just yeah, yeah right. I, love, I love mascots and what they do let's celebrate <laughs> so make sure you do the mascot bracket every month or every week every day every day uh, every day it's updated make sure you watch ghost boyfriend if i can selfishly plug i put out a song with my band fight for your friends uh which you can check out on spotify you can check us out on i guess spotify as well if you're listening on spotify um also you can uh i believe dan posted a link we can post it again tomorrow today whenever this is coming out you can leave us voice messages through the app 
So yeah. leave us oh. a voice message. Do, prank do call us, dude. Yeah. I am outwardly asking you to do this. Prank call us for the show. Yeah, we got uh, to these intros and outros somehow. Yeah. Our Let's lives do it. That much. Fill it out for us. Help us out. Yeah. First person gets this sticker that we're going to make eventually. Yeah. Um, uh, so do that. Uh, we also have the, 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 the store that you can check out and buy a t-shirt if you want to. I have still shocked that we have shirts. Um, and, uh, thank you so much for Alex. Alex has been doing, I think he's been help running the, uh, the Nacho Mike show here and there. I know he's doing um, one of those, but I don't pay close enough attention to any of that stuff right now. Yeah. I, I, I do a couple of the online mics and it's fun. It's fun to see like how you can take it. Um, but make sure you check out everything Alex is doing. Uh, follow him on Instagram. He changes his Instagram name like every couple weeks. That's what so. I was going to say in the intro. I was like, he's there and it's it's a good follow. But as of right now, I believe it's right Tragic now. Yang. Okay. But it's been everything since I've known the kid. <laughs> yeah, he's had at least three or four since I started following him. That like mm-hmm. He'll pop up and he'll be like, who is this now? <laughs> yeah, he loves to change. He likes to stay pe- like. I don't know. I'll argue about it later. But you can follow us at the show, us singularly, uh, and make sure you follow Alex doing a lot of great stuff during this. And thank you again so much for listening. If you have any uh, thing you want to talk about during the show, feel free to reach out to us. We're always welcome to talk to you guys if you're having trouble or anything. And uh, we will see you next week with a show we will record next week. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye. See ya.